Thanks for tuning in to the Good, the Bad and the Mad podcast with me, Meg Ellis. GBM is a platform for creatives by creatives looking to support you in your creative journey wherever that may lead you. We'll chat film and theatre and anything creative in between. Subscribe to our podcasts and our newsletters to keep up to date with our latest guests and events that will help you learn, explore and network within a wonderful yet tough industry. Welcome everybody this week to The Good, The Bad and The Mad. We're here with Ella Greenwood, who is a filmmaker based in London, who has recently had her short Faulty Roots show in festivals and has managed to get it commissioned into a feature film during lockdown, which is very impressive. And we are going to be delving into that over the course of things. So how have you been? You survived lockdown. Yeah, I've been busy, which is great I feel like I'm someone that needs to be doing something needs to keep my mind occupied um so yeah I've sort of been working more than I was before lockdown well, that's um, the best thing yeah if you're stuck in a room you might as well just go 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 on all your projects right? yeah so I know you've been working on the feature and the pre-production for that but what else kind of things have you been working on so I still, I've been doing some voiceover projects. I Amazing. narrated a documentary in French, which was quite time consuming, but yeah, I really enjoyed that, making the most of my French. Uh, <laughs> I was finishing my animation Drew days, getting that sent off to all the festivals. I was starting writing a play before, Amazing. and that I've sort of put that on hold for now while I'm focusing on the feature. Oh, and I, <laughs> I also um, shot a documentary short and that is in post now as well. Amazing, what was that on? So that is, I was just sort of seeing like, what can I do? It was when lockdown started to ease mm-hmm. and it's about my friend who currently has 16 different pets and in her <laughs> lifetime she has had probably about 40. Uh, so it's just a 10 minute sort of, documentary show and yeah I love that why not <laughs> yeah using my friend I mean making the most of what's nearby well exactly <laughs> so we know where you're at, at the moment but when did you start thinking about a career in film so because I always wanted to be an actor and I always preferred film tv over theatre I knew that I always wanted to work in film and I loved the idea of sort of all different roles mm-hmm. I did I thought about being like an art director at one point, that sort of thing. And then when I finished my A-levels, which was, I guess, last summer, I suddenly had so much more free time because Mm. before I was getting auditions doing that, but I had all of sort of psychology and biology to to think about. And I suddenly had a lot of just time and I do like to be occupied. So I thought, what, what can I do? How can I be sort of more proactive? And that's when I started filmmaking and looking at that side of things. Amazing. So you started in acting. I mean, you're wearing a national youth theatre. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> promo. I just, <laughs> it's perfectly positioned. Why not? Did, did they do good for you? Did you enjoy yeah, it? Yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was just one of my favourite things ever. What course um, did you do with them? Senior course. Mm-hmm. And I did that last summer too. I would highly recommend it to any young actor in Britain. Um, I mean, we had international, we had people from all over from Paris, that sort of thing. It is just 
an amazing network. Mm. Is it very much like an intensive course? Yes, so you do an intake course, which was three weeks for us, and we stayed in accommodation, and it was sort of like a, a mini uni experience for me, because I'm yeah. not really gonna get that. Uh, and it, you do that, and then you become a member, and then after that you audition for their shows, mm. they do workshops, all of that sort of thing, and that's really great, and they're getting the top auditions. Mm. And I think that's amazing because there's a lot of people who wouldn't even sort of know how to get an agent, wouldn't know what an agent is as yeah. such, like people that hadn't heard of Spotlight, so, but are extremely talented, so for them to be able to have access to those sort of roles is amazing. As you just mentioned, you're not going to go down the university route. No. What made that decision for you? Was it the feature or...? It was, the thing is... I'm quite, like I absolutely loved that experience of staying in mm. halls and I know that I would really enjoy university but I've been homeschooled from about the age of 13. Really? And I considered going to a college for sixth form. Yeah. And I tried. Not an institution person. No, because from going to teaching myself and having that control and being able to go a faster pace mm -hmm. and being able to travel and work and do all this at the same time, like... I've just been so used to that and I don't think sort of almost having someone else teach me yeah. would work in that way, I don't know. And because I've already had experience in a film and I've already done that sort of thing and mm. I have sort of connections and people who I'd love to just work with, it didn't seem like it would really be beneficial to I me. I feel like that's a lot of reason why people do go is to yeah. learn the basics but also primarily for the network so if you've kind of already got that through National Youth Theatre through other projects that you've been doing I do see where you're coming from and just kind of why not just do it you know yeah 100% so that's essentially what you did with the short right yeah you raised the money through crowdfunding right yeah crowdfunding and then individual investors mm -hmm. so can you talk me through a little bit on that process so what was your target um, our target goal. was 6,000 mm -hmm. I think um, and we reached that and then we also had more interest so we were able to get more as well and for me like I had to crowdfund because I don't yeah. have money like that or but that was something that I just I absolutely hated yeah. I hated it so much I didn't want to ask people for money like and just even I wouldn't want to send it to sort of to my friends or if for example my aunt purchased a signed script but mm. that is so nice but also I would just give her a signed script I know script. like <laughs> I don't sort of I didn't feel no. comfortable like it's almost easier just asking strangers yeah and so that was and then it's making sure that I did well with these people who mm. obviously it's such an amazing feeling like when someone came on board quite early on as an associate producer yeah. just this wonderful lady from America because she said yeah, I just have a lot of faith in you. I think everything you've shown so far is great. That was a really nice feeling. Yeah, I mean, so about that lady, how did you reach out to her, connect with her? Was it just random messages on Instagram going, um, hi? No, that lady in particular was someone who had done a lot of other short films mm -hmm. and sort of on Twitter she was saying like she wants more projects, that sort of thing. So went on IMDb Pro, got her email, just sent a bit of information because again yeah. I hate getting people's contact details yeah. and, and sending an email. It I didn't want to be a bother thing. but she just said yeah it sounds like a really great project and 
I would love to be involved. Amazing. So was that your first directing experience? Yeah. And what was that like? Because you were acting in it as well. Yeah. Luckily, <laughs> my best friend, we always get confused for each other. People yeah. think we're sisters, that sort of thing. So she was my stand-in. Um, and that really helped. It's sort of like two different experiences at the same time. Mm. I just view them as two separate things when I acted in it and when I directed. Mm. And I was finding that I just wanted to stay behind the camera. Mm. Like I love acting, but I just, yeah, I want to stay behind the ca camera just almost. And, that element a bit more. and just to sort of have that control and to be able to have your opinion change so much in that situation. Mm. Like I, just the lighting, people were asking me and it was like, well, that's, I really like that because yeah. it's sort of your overall vision rather than So did it come do. to life as you had kind of seen it or did it change quite a lot during the process? Um, I don't think it really changed at all. I think, like I was talking about this the other day about the script and I wrote the script sort of in one go mm. and I didn't, that was it. I didn't look at it for like two months because um, I just sort of thought, oh, I can't do it. Like, yeah. what am I even doing? I went back to it, got my sister to look at it, which I was so nervous about. She suggested different things. I think I changed it twice. Mm. Then in the end, I went back and just used the original yeah. script with like a few spelling changes yeah. and a few just sort of conversational changes between the characters. You found it quite a daunting, almost imposter syndrome element. You're mm. like, oh, can I do this? Can I not? Yeah, because I just got sort of overwhelmed when trying to hire a crew I was like how am I I don't know how to hire a crew I don't know yeah. what you know there were these amazing DOPs and they all looked incredible yeah but I, I didn't know what and people were sending me CVs and it's just sort of like yeah that just viewing a CV that didn't really mean much to me it's how, how did you choose in the end did you go on a gut instinct or yeah, yeah. I think that's what I've learn even with the feature I just have strong gut feelings about things mm. and that's it I'll just, I'll just go for that because otherwise there are so many amazing people for each role and it, it is how do you pick yeah. you just gotta go with your gut I think so the story is really centered around the subject of teenage depression mm. which is a tricky one to kind of put on camera and also just externalize so what inspired that? How did you um, go about? So I thought I may do the short and that would be it. I wouldn't really do filmmaking again. Mm -hmm. I sort of almost thought of it as a way to showcase my acting skills rather than okay, as so a filmmaker. Okay, so you use it as a showreel. Yeah, so I didn't think I'd be doing it again. Uh, so because I thought I'm just going to do this one short film, I wanted to do it about something that I'm passionate about. If I'm mm -hmm. going to put all this time and effort into it yeah I want it to be something that I want to promote and support and that I'm passionate about writing about and that was definitely mental health for me so I knew that I wanted to do it about that and then it was sort of trying to figure out how to do a story in relation yeah. to that really so you focus quite heavily on the the relationship between the parent and the child yeah and the difficulties in communication on that front mm. that's a very elements are kind of captured because communication and, and knowledge of um, depression in teenagers or adults so it's a tricky one to just express you know and yeah. I think you captured that really well thank you that's definitely like 
in the feature version, mm. that's something that's focused on even more. The, so, the parent-child relationship. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. What What else are we going to see in in the feature? So yeah, definitely an expansion of that, and we've mm. got the amazing actors Melanie Waters and Katie Page Reese who are playing the the mother and daughter, yeah. and I'm really excited about that. Yeah. That's something that's even more. And in the uh, in the feature, Lola, ha- which is the main character, she has a sister, mm. but she doesn't have in the short, and it's it's that relationship as well because one of the things that I found so hard like when I struggled with mental health and mm-hmm. that sort of thing is almost comparing the me now to the the mm-hmm. me before and how your relationships sort of change because I was constantly thinking that this person sort of like I have a sister she must be disappointed in who I mm-hmm. am now and who I am in this current moment so it's about exploring that relationship too which I'm really excited to be able to focus on and expand amazing. Um, and just the, the, the friendship between the two main characters Lola and Zach that's, yeah. that's going to be expanded on a lot as well and hopefully there's quite there's a good humour between them I yes. don't want it to all be sort yeah, of <laughs> I think you get that quite well the kind of awkward quirky moments that kind of come along with it yeah my favourite thing to write is just conversation mm. just between people when it comes to sort of structuring it and descriptions and thinking like where am I going to put the characters what what is the actual story I just love writing conversations yeah. so so was it in your mind to turn it into a feature or even when you were writing the short I know you say you weren't going to go beyond it but yeah. did you kind of flesh out this this story at that time or was this a last kind of couple of months no I think I did always have that in mind I think the short it's it's trying to fit so much into these like 10 minutes that even I cut so much out like just little things like her being dropped at his house and there was a conversation between them again Mm. just cutting all stuff like that out for the short that just made me think well if I could do it in a feature, there's so much that I'd want to include. Yeah. So I did always have that in mind, but I never thought, yeah. like... Well, so did you go into the short film festivals with that mindset of looking for producers and production companies to turn it into a feature, or no. was it just celebrate the success of it? It was more, like, my goal was always to get it into sort of younger film festivals, so... It premiered at Busan International mm-hmm. Kids and Youth Film Festival to be able to share it with young people. Yeah. Because even if there's one person in the audience who it sort of brings a bit of comfort to or all that sort of thing, then that is what, mm. yeah, it means a lot to me. You were going to take it down the educational route as well, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, so actually, one of the, the directors of a festival I've just been talking to recently and he works in mental health. Mm-hmm. He, I think he's a mental health advisor. I can't remember exactly, but we're now looking at they're doing. They do. They work in schools and they do schools tours. So I'm probably gonna work with him and help get it to. They Amazing. said they'd love to get it to primary schools. That yeah, sort of that's thing. Brilliant. So, what were the immediate lessons that you learned from your short in festivals? Like, which festivals were the most beneficial to you? I think definitely just audiences like in Busan. I didn't know if it would connect with audiences here Mm. in terms of sort of understanding the mental health point, but I definitely, I don't know what 
people experience in places mm. like Asia. I think it's going to Lahore next month. Mm. Um, and I didn't. I don't know how they experience mental. I would have absolutely no clue on how they expen- yeah. experience what the sort of the situation is there with te- teens' mental health. So for it to be able to be played there and for people there to have liked it and sort of liked the message, mm. that has been really beneficial to me to know that and to yeah. know that it's a universal yeah there's sort of a universal standpoint for mental health and how it can be helped in all yeah. of these different places no amazing so just from knowing you personally you are an absolute savant when it comes to social media <laughs> did that play a big role in in the kind of success of your short film do you think yeah definitely i think if you if social media didn't exist you would just have a short film and it would almost just it would just be a file on your computer whereas if you've got social media and something that's been so beneficial was the reviews that we were getting and and being able to post those on social media because Mm. then it it's for you as well you've got this almost thing that you can look at and it's got your reviews otherwise they would just be website there should be a page on a website and they'd it would just be a file on a computer so it's one place where people can view everything to do with your film Mm. and it really helped because i even before that i was getting emails from festivals saying can you we'd love for you to submit it amazing and they they would not have they saw it through social media so yeah, it's been so beneficial. So a tick, tick, tick on any social media campaign yeah, for definitely. short Yeah, definitely. And even like through crowdfunding, that is probably how I got most crowdfunders was through Twitter. Mm. So it would not be where it is without social media. Amazing. So you did the festival circuit with the short and then somehow you have astonishingly managed to get it commissioned to a feature film. Can you kind of talk us through that process and how that came about? We did a press release uh, when we shared the news that it was going to be a feature and before <laughs> when that was happening, I hadn't even wrote the, the feature script. I hadn't... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You before you wrote the script? Oh, my god. So um, I think because there's such a need for mental health to be talked about Mm -hmm. and that is why people have been contacting me sort of in the industry saying I'm really interested like even people are saying you know I'm really busy at the moment but because I support mental Mm. health and I really want to promote that I want to see what I can do that sort of thing so I think because the mental health the way I sort of talked about it was received quite well Mm. that has really helped it become sort of a feature but yeah I hadn't even wrote the script oh my goodness. so um, just this this topic that was so meaningful to people just drew attention to yeah it and, and a producer reached out to you yeah um so raspberry films mm. reached out saying we're we're sort of we're looking for a project like that mm. they'd done a short about eating disorders so they already had experience uh doing sort of on the topic of mental yeah. health and they wanted to reach out and see if there was any way that, yeah, they could help if we wanted to yeah. do it as a feature, that sort of thing. And you just jumped on board going, yes, yeah, I, was just <laughs> like, I will write yeah. the script overnight. <laughs> it did It did sort of happen like that. I wrote the script, not in a rushed pace, but I didn't really struggle to mm. get it, it written. And so 
as you mentioned earlier, you've you've cast the mother and daughter yeah. in the roles. So because you were acting in in the short, was that a very deliberate decision to step away from the role? At the start, I was just thinking, yeah, hundred percent. I went acting it, and I would hire a different director because I knew I could not do both. Yeah, at all. I don't know how people do it with feature films. I just. And I wouldn't want to. I would want to put my focus completely onto what I'm doing, not mm-hmm. have these sort of two roles yeah. on set. Um, and I knew that I did want to direct, but to me, because my whole life has sort of been acting, 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 yeah. it took a while for me to say, you know what, it's okay. It's okay if you're not acting. Yeah. You're not sort of, I don't know, past you wouldn't hate yeah. you for making this decision. Um, but because, because I've wrote it and it's I have in mind what I want to do I don't it would be a lot harder for me to see another director direct rather than an amazing actress act I see that I mean it's once you've got that image in your head so Mm. visualized you you, it's difficult to adapt and just maybe go into someone else's hands so I get that, and, and raspberry films are inc- like very encouraging mm-hmm. of you in the yeah. directing role. How are you going about preparing for it? So we are just sort of focusing on pre-production, getting mm-hmm. everything lined up. We have attached a DOP, which we can hopefully announce soon, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to sort of focus more once we get every just a bit more lined up first and then I'll sort of focus on everything I want as a director rather than yeah sort of with producing so it. you're a producer mindset yeah I get that I get that and then you can have fun and be all creative slightly yeah further down the line. <laughs> do you know if you're going to be shooting here or um we're shooting in the southwest of England so based Bristol yeah uh around Bristol Gloucestershire and Somerset so it, it is staying very much in English Mm-hmm. story English characters yeah okay how do you feel going into it like are you quite confident are you quite nervous I think yeah I'm confident I think what I get most nervous about is that other people aren't gonna have sort of confidence in me yeah um but I like I know that I'm completely confident I know mm-hmm. what I want from the film I know how I want to direct it, how yeah. I want it to be made. But yeah, it's just, that is what I'd get most nervous about, that other people wouldn't have that confidence in me. Yeah. Well, I think the very fact that you've got a commission at this age just shows all the confidence in the world. Do you think you'll take any lessons from directing the short into the feature? Or is it a clean slate? I definitely will, even if I don't think I'm gonna. Yeah. I for sure will. But I do want to sort of view it as a bit different, I think. Because in the short, we were trying to... There's so much to get into that mm. 10 minutes that with the feature, we can focus on the main character's emotions a bit more and how each character is feeling. And that's a lot more that I have to think about what I, how I want to get that across. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I would say I'd just sort of expand on what I've done with the short. Yeah, amazing. What was the casting process like? Because that was going on during lockdown. Were you doing it all via Zoom or video link. Zoom has been so helpful and I don't know, there is something, before I absolutely loved emails, I would just, I would send an email first, now mm. it's sort of like, I don't want to just type, I just, do you want to just go on a Zoom? Like it's yeah. so much easier to just talk to people really, Where and I think before, when it, 
life was sort of more normal if you said to someone do you want to just go on a zoom like i, I can't I get like, everything across that i want to by email they literally yeah. whereas now it's sort of like yeah okay were you in charge of the casting process along with the casting director yeah so i sort of had i just like these again it was the gut feeling like with the short mm. i always had the actor's name sunny tarbo in mind mm. and of course I, I auditioned a few other people but it didn't yeah I just it was hard because I just I wanted him and I just again I had a gut feeling like no I just yeah. that's him that was the same with the two actors for the feature that we've announced mm. I just I just knew it like, was a very easy decision for yeah you. it was so <laughs> and that part of me was like oh maybe it shouldn't be but no I just I know that they're going to do an amazing job and they're I want them to take on the characters yeah do you have any advice for first-time producers, first-time directors? I mean, it's hard now. Before, my advice would be just to, if you can go to film festivals, go. Mm. If you can go to these sort of events, go. Like, for me, sort of two things that have been so beneficial, the BFI, the work they do, mm -hmm. are incredible. And they do so many amazing things for young people. Uh, and just the people you meet, the, the ways you can get inspired by seeing other people's mm. work and so many events for, for free like if you're able to go to that and now it it's quite beneficial because they're by zoom so people yeah. all over whereas before it was lucky I was based in London that yeah. I could go to them and again women in film and tv have mm. just I just think everything they do is incredible and they do like courses or events no just they do a lot of Q and A's um again something I did really close to everything going crazy was mm. go and see uh, a special screening of I can't remember what it's called it's a documentary about women in film um, mm. made by Gina Davis uh, and that was incredible and they just do special events like that they always had events on and mm. networking and I remember I went to the Christmas party it was just an incredible thing really because it's this room full of people it was agents it was composers mm. it was directors it was just all these different people that you would mm. never sort of meet even if you're working on a project because you're not yeah. going to meet all these different people in one room and everyone was so lovely mm. did you feel that there could have been any big obstacles at any point that would have prevented you from moving forward with because i wanted to write about mental health and the the relationships that i've shown aren't what I've experienced mm. like my mum has been so amazing mm. I always had that thought of maybe it would seem too personal I didn't right. want my mum to watch it and think oh is that is that how I've been that sort of thing mm. and it was or for other people to watch it it's it's scary you showing it to other people anyway. yeah and even sort of friends that I've never really shared anything about my mm. mental illness with it that almost stopped me I didn't want to it did, yeah. I didn't know it was just too personal for me to for my first thing to be yeah. something that has really affected me I think though from the success of it and the future success that will come with it it just shows people are so ready to have these conversations yeah and if anything it helps encourage people to to keep talking about mm. it so I think we all kind of need that little bit of bravery when it comes to putting ourselves into our work and, our and I think it, it's made me feel a hell of a lot more comfortable talking about mm. and that's been so beneficial to me just mm. sort of in everyday life 
not just my career. Yeah. I remember a critic saying, you know what, I didn't know that this sort of thing affected just some of the things that you say. I had no clue Mm. that that could affect someone and it's really opened my eyes to that. So Mm. for me, even if it just changes that one person's perspective... That's a win. Yeah, it is. 100%. With the short, that was something that I wanted to do. I wanted to hire an all-female crew because mm-hmm. as an actor, like, I remember I did this commercial once and there must have been about 50 people and the only females were hair and makeup. Yeah. And and that was it. And you're talking about four people out of mm-hmm. 50. So that is definitely something that I wanted to promote. And like, yeah, I'm a female filmmaker. Like, I think that's something to be really not proud of because it should just become the norm yeah did you did you succeed in having an all-female crew in the show yeah so I hired an all-female crew and then um, the second AC Joel he he was incredible he wanted to just he asked if he could be involved with the project and I'm not gonna say no 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 No, so yeah I hired all-female and Yeah. yeah Joel was lovely animation <laughs> yeah <laughs> is that something you're going to try and take into the feature as well maybe not 100 percent. no not 100 percent, but a female team for sure yeah. at least a, a majority mm-hmm. and do you find that women in the industry like say the women in film and tv um everyone's super encouraging with each other and just trying to lift each other up and work more together yeah well, like when i've been at events like that Everyone has been so, so lovely that I've only ever experienced sort of encouragement rather Mm. than anything else. So as a budding female filmmaker, what legacy do you think you want to build? What stories do you want to tell? I've almost worked at quite a fast pace and there (laughs) there are times when I thought maybe I should take my time and, but I want to make the most of having this young Mm. viewpoint because I think me and my sister have been having these movie marathons and we're watching sort of loads of teen movies and it's kind of insane what what they're trying to get across Mm. what teenagers are like and it's so adult most of the time and and it's like they don't really have any real concerns or Mm. issues as such and I think except boys of course yeah I think there's still definitely a need for better representation especially of teens as well of Mm -hmm. female teens I personally really want to continue working with mental health like in the future Mm. teens can have real concerns and in films they're never sort of portrayed as having real concerns like with all the the sort of the racial movements at the minute and with climate change like that is something that affects all of us mm. I have a friend who wanted to go to drama school and do all this but instead she declined a place and she's working for a climate change movement mm. because she she sort of sees it as how why would I go into acting when sort of there's this major there's issue that I, I feel like I that we need to focus on so mm. there we have major concerns like I just hope that we can continue talking about those and almost representing younger people and that they have, their stresses are valid. Yeah, they're much more complex than just yeah. history lessons or math Yeah, lessons. or just sort of 
teenage movies where it is just about getting the guy or getting the girl yeah. like that's not I don't think any teen that's their only concern or their main no, concern <laughs> no I think that's um a brilliant way to kind of use this time and 100% use the momentum that you've managed to build so amazingly moving forward so many people out there fancy themselves writing a short film or a short script they have bits and bobs written all down but how do you go mentally from oh I scribbled that down that could be that could be something to actually making it to actually crowdfunding six thousand pounds again something that really helped me was with the short film it's about my experiences with mental health mm. and so once I'd got that down on paper I had a finished script mm. I just sort of thought I've experienced this like at the end of the day no one can tell me that it's wrong or that oh no that's not you didn't write about it correctly Mm. you didn't that's not how it goes because it's not like I've I've experienced it and these are my experiences so I just had to keep that in mind and I I tend to even with the feature I read it once I got it to be proofread but Mm. other than that I didn't I haven't really gone over it as much yeah I just that's it, it's done, I'm just sending it out now. Because if you think about it, if you sort of go through it each time before you send it to someone, you will just yeah. think, oh no, maybe maybe they're not going to get it. And you just have to trust that that's what you want to say. So just mm. send it out there and say it. So was there this point for you? Because you, you've been acting for a number of years. Um, you've written this script. So was there that point where you went, I need to make this? like acting's gonna be maybe a tricky journey, I need some other options, I want other options, I don't just want to be an actress. What was that point where you were like, I need to make this, direct this? I mean, I had had some awful scripts through and because I'm not an A-list actor at all, Mm. nothing like that. And so of course I'm gonna audition for them. I'm not gonna turn a role down, but they were just, awful and I didn't want to I didn't want to audition for them and all these other people who were reading it and taking the time to audition for them it's it's sort of insane and I just thought well why don't I try and make something better yeah make something better because I was just confident in myself that I could do something better than that at least Maybe it wouldn't be brilliant, but it would be better than that. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, good for you. You're certainly not alone in that. Yeah. So on that note, that is it for this episode of The Good, The Bad and The Mad. Thank you to the lovely Ella Greenwood. Thank you. And um, yeah, subscribe. And we will be sure to follow Ella's journey moving forward and keep you all updated. So thank you. <laughs>